And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. The shot, Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danger, and today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. So we have a lot to talk about on today's show, believe it or not. Um, yesterday, it was released that agreement was reached between the NHL and the NHL Players Association that they would they fi- they have finally decided on an opening date and that for training camps to fi- begin and that would be July 10th uh and i have to say i'm actually very surprised pleasantly surprised that it's going to be that early i don't know i was just i guess they were i i assumed that they were going to be maybe a little bit more cautious and not too cavalier with the opening date then again i guess you know, since the workout, they're allowed. The players are allowed to work out now. I guess you know, formal training camps and all that stuff being little, little over a month away, little under a month. Um, yeah, it's it was it was. I I didn't think it would be that soon. Um, I think they were going to kind of be a little cautious with it. Uh, you know, if you've been watching the news, and you have to, and I know we're all tired of hearing of this, and but it's one of those things where if you want to keep tabs on when the season's going to resume, it's kind of one of those things, you know, finding out when it's going to resume and keeping a tab on these things is kind of go hand in hand. And it's uh, there's been a spike in the coronavirus in certain parts of the country uh, that obviously has to do with uh, more people, more, you know, being around and out and things starting to open up more. And that's just something that we're going to have to, kind of deal with as you know they start to move on with all these phases around the country um it's uh you know i said it on a couple of shows ago when they finally agreed that players would be allowed out to can uh, start working out uh, whether it was ranks or weight rooms or whatever the case may be uh, i i said that i would be shocked if no no players would end up getting sick you know now i'm not saying that i want them to get sick or catch the virus or whatever the case may be that's obviously of course the last thing i want but i mean we need to be we need to be realistic here and logical you know we've already seen certain cases around the country especially with you know athletic camps uh starting to dial it back up and you perfect example is actually i believe a couple of weeks ago um the NCAA allowed the football teams to start working out. And I guess it was also the fall teams as well, but eight players from the university of Alabama football team came down with the virus. And then obviously, and of course, um, if you've been following the, the ongoing protest around the country, um, I mean, how can you stay, how can you be staying away from it? Of course, yeah, you, you might've heard it with whether it's social media or whatever. Um, there was a protest. I don't know what state it was in, but I believe 15 people from one single protest 
uh, caught the virus as well. So it's just one of those things where you're going to see people catching it here and there. I don't think, and this is wishful thinking, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near it was before. Apparently, this virus uh, cannot live in warm weather. So I guess, you know, this is a perfect timing for, you know, the this time of the year where this stuff happened. But yeah, so it's just one of those things where if it happens, don't be surprised. If it doesn't, then great, terrific, super excited, really pumped. Uh, but here's the thing. They still haven't really decided on length of training camps. I would assume the camps would maybe run up until, I want to say, maybe the end of July. Um, I know they want to get things started with the playoffs as soon as possible. Uh, there was certain uh, sources around the Internet that said that it could have possibly been the end of July, possibly early August as to when they would re- restart the season or you know just start the playoffs. So it's just one of those things where I guess – they're playing it by year, trying to see if there is another spike in the coronavirus cases. They might have to push it back. Um, like I said, I don't think so. Then again, you never know. Um, there's still a lot about this virus that you know we don't know about. So we're just going to have to sit here and wait and see what this thing does. Uh, and in the meantime, the players, all they could do is come to the ice, the rink every day, do their job, work out, get back in shape, uh, get on page with their their teammates and and that's all they could do is and as well as prep for these games because at least I'm sure the round robin teams kind of know who they're going to be playing you know they could obviously um, prep for you know they're only playing three teams each so and the other teams that already have their matchups they could start prepping as well Um, yeah so we're just gonna have to wait for that and then of course the start of play aka phase four is still to be determined uh i you know that goes that goes with what i just said in terms of things um you know them kind of waiting i guess uh to see how things go and yeah so i mean it's it's a great it's great news uh there's really not much else to say about it all we could do is be excited at least now we have um something more concrete in terms of one step closer to play resuming now, here's the big question, and I mentioned this on my last couple of shows, and I'm still interested as to why they haven't announced anything, and and that was for the host cities or what you know some people are calling as pod cities. And the only reason I could think of as to maybe why they are either not announcing anything yet is maybe because they haven't really decided yet with the Players Association as to where these games are going to take place, or... They're still working out all the kinks as to how things are going to go down. Now, obviously, the staff to these arenas, no matter where they play, is going to be very limited. Uh, I'm sure they're going to have maybe two media outlets, and then maybe I would assume the press would be limited to maybe watching the game from maybe another location. Uh, You know, you really don't want to have too many people around these players that you know that's the un that's the one unfortunate thing other than being away from their families that these players are gonna have to deal with is they're really only gonna be around each other um you know they're gonna go to the ice they're gonna go eat they're gonna go practice uh and it's all gonna be with their teammates and so yeah that's just the one thing i guess the one downside but you know what weird times call for des- desperate measures um 
And these are definitely weird times. This is definitely something that we, none of us have encountered in our life and hopefully we'll never have to again. Uh, but yeah, host cities. Um, I guess the most logical thing, like I've said on past shows is Columbus and Chicago. Cause they're so close to each other. Um, you know, I can't see, like I said, I can't see a scenario in which they they're playing games and uh, let's just say Columbus. And then the other team, the Western conference is in Vancouver or Los Angeles or wherever the case may be. It's just, I don't know what else would be the more logical reasoning as, you know, what, what would be a good enough reason to kind of justify that decision? You know, especially when it comes down to the Stanley cup finals, because then you're having, teams traveling across the continent basically um but yeah we're just kind of have to wait i guess it's just you know they're just really trying to um clean up all the maybe unfinished business in terms of how they're going to execute all this stuff that they really want to do whether it's in the production of the game or getting players from the hotel to the arena to practice facilities and back um, to where they really, unfortunately, have limited contact with the outside world. Um, I don't think the league's going to take a chance of letting these players go out after games to restaurants or whatever the case may be for whatever reason. And possibly either if they are somehow carrying the virus, passing it on to others in the public or vice versa. Someone, maybe them interacting with someone who has a virus, not aware that they have it and then them giving it to a player and then thus spreading it to all the players on their team. So yeah, that's just one of those things where I'm, I think that that has to be it. I mean, there's no other reason. Um, yeah, that, that's, that was that, that's, I don't know how much more I could discuss that. I mean, it it is something that's frustrating just because I feel like maybe I just have very little patience when it comes to these things. I want things to happen here and now. I want them to announce it. I want to have their whole act together. Uh, Part of the reason with that also is because with the recent announcement coming from the NBA that they're going to be playing all their games in Orlando, specifically in Disney. So I look at the NHL and say to myself, okay, the NBA has got their act together. Then again, the NBA out of all the four major sports teams seems to basically always have their act together. Uh, you hear very little instances where they just get it wrong, whatever decision it is. So I I look at them as the model as to how the NHL should kind of handle situations, uh, you know, trying getting things done in a timely and an effective manner. So that's just one of those things where I just wish the NHL, once they announced training camps, said, all right, training camps are you know going to start July 10th, and then they're going to run for maybe three to four weeks, and then boom. After that, we're going to be playing in City A and City B. Whatever cities they do decide on uh, is still obviously, you know, TBD. Uh, but there are a big number of them. Uh, if you saw the list before, uh, you know, I mentioned briefly it was Dallas. You know, there's, uh, I believe, Carolina was one of them. Um, Chicago, Columbus, L.A., Toronto, Edmonton, Vancouver, uh, just I'm sure there's more that um, I'm not even naming right now. But, yeah, those are just, you know, they have a lot of options um, and very different ways on to how to maybe approach this. So it's going to be ever, very interesting to see how they do this going forward. So moving on, um, 
I hope all of you enjoyed the network, if you weren't aware. Um, so yesterday, we had a special episode that involved uh, eight black hosts from the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, it was an absolutely incredible thing. If you haven't gotten a chance to, uh, go ahead, go back and listen. Um, yeah, it was actually a network-wide thing that every all the hosts across the network um, – got together and we we put it on our channels to promote it so it was eight hosts i believe all of them do our host for nfl shows and they're all black and they they spoke about basically just to summarize it uh their experiences being black and you know when the first time they encountered racism and all of that it's just it was a good talk to have um i'm sure if you do listen to it some of you might feel a little uncomfortable listening to it but like I always say, sometimes uh, hearing or speaking in a uncomfortable situation, uh, sometimes it'll teach you something and you'll probably hear and learn something that you've never maybe knew before then and you'll be better for it. So, yeah, it's one of those things where um, it was a good conversation to have. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more shows and the networks and the host uh, going forward are going to be speaking about this thing because it is definitely a conversation to have especially in you know not only in society but also in the sports world and especially in hockey and just another reminder that today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need so visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you so like i mentioned a couple of moments ago that you know it was a good conversation a good thing that uh, eight of those hosts came together from the Lockdown Podcast Network to discuss, you know, race, um, not only in sports, but also in their lives, their own personal experiences. Uh, some of the things maybe they came across uh, that, you know, was unfortunate, some experiences that they had to deal with. And just to kind of piggyback on that, yeah, it's unfortunate. And it was a good conversation that they had. And it was great to, you know, finally hear that. And, um, you know, some of the, actually to kind of give you guys a little uh, teaser. So, you know, keep an eye out for this. We'll be the Locked On NHL channel will be dropping a kind of our hockey version of a roundtable as well. So a couple of days ago, me and a couple of hosts uh, from Locked On Flyers, Locked On Avalanche, Locked On Sharks and Locked On Kings. Uh, we got together. We had the talk about that and we discussed about how you know basically in hockey how it's you know it's not really something you hear about much maybe you'll hear about you know certain situations that happen um it'll be in the news for maybe a week or so and then it just disappears and you know it's very unfortunate and we were all you know during our talk we we were going back and forth and what you'll be hearing uh, especially in the teaser that we'll be dropping here on Locked On Lightning uh, in a couple of days, is that it's it's just a weird thing how the league handles it, and they need to be better. And the best way to do that is maybe look at other leagues and see how they handle this sort of situation. Um, you know, maybe a guy will get suspensions, multiple game suspension in the NHL, but other than that, maybe they'll catch maybe they'll be in a couple of fights, you know, once they return to play against that specific team, but you know, not a lot is done, not a lot is spoken about it. And, you know, I think the first big step, even though this had nothing to do with the NHL in terms of, you know, the league office itself, but a few of black, few of the black players in the NHL, such as Evander Kane, um, 
you know, former player Joel Ward, Wayne Simmons from the Buffalo Sabres, as well as Akeem Alou, who uh, played in the minors for a couple of years, as well as making a couple of appearances at the NHL level, who was the victim, if you don't know. Uh, look him up. It was a cl- his story about how it hit the airwaves and quickly disappeared is, you know, is a classic example of how the league kind of, you know, all right, this is a problem. What do we do now? Maybe if we address this, it'll go away in a couple of days. And that's exactly what it did. Uh, his story is, you know, it's very unfortunate about how he was treated at the minor league system and how certain players that were, you know, supposed to be his friends and his teammates, um, treated him uh unfairly and unjustly so it was just you know it's just uh, the hockey diversity alliance is a very very good first step but it just can't end there it needs to be a constant thing that needs to be reinforced not only with black players but as well as the white players um you know because the nhl has already proven as a league that in terms of the league officials that you can't rely on them to kind of police this thing. Now, when I say police, I mean having a zero tolerance attitude towards it. Have they publicly said that they have a zero tolerance policy towards it? Yeah, absolutely. But it's still a thing that happens a lot. I mean, you don't really hear it that often about something like this happening in other sports. Um, You'll hear maybe certain instances, uh, maybe, in the NFL or maybe in major league baseball here and there happen every now and then, but very rarely. Um, but it's definitely, I guess in a, a little tougher issue to tackle in a sport such as the NHL and in hockey, where there isn't a lot of diversity and that's something that need, they need to be better. The players need to take the initiative. They need to use their platforms uh, to really tell not only other players in the league that look up to them, but the fans especially that look up to them and tell them this, this isn't okay. This is not how you're supposed to treat other people. Um, wherever, whatever profession you may be, maybe it's a professional, professional athlete or you work in a bank or you're a police officer or, you know, you're a doctor or whatever you do for a living, whatever environment that you work in, it's, it's, you know, it's not okay across the board. So I think that it's going to be very important to see how the league goes forward with this. And we spoke a little bit about that um, on the Locked On NHL roundtable with that. And we are very curious to see if maybe the league will kind of wait until the playoffs to to end to kind of maybe tackle this issue and make it their main, main focus in the offseason on how they could you know, maybe go about doing stuff like this, uh, this to combat this, uh, maybe come up with their own, maybe divert hockey diversity Alliance. Um, we'll have to see, maybe the players association will do something. Um, I would like them to just maybe come out and do something now. I don't know, you know, and it's, but we have had a good response from a lot of the players around the league, making donations, coming out and talking, uh, most notably, uh, Jonathan Taves posted something on his Instagram. I believe it was last week. That was pretty awesome. Um, he came flat out out of the gate. You know, he said, Hey, this is a terrible issue that, you know, we need to get rid of. And I need to educate myself better on how to go about this and how, what, you know, all the aspects of this. So, you know, kudos to him for coming out with that. 
and I'm looking, I'm really looking at players like Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, uh, some of the bigger name players around the league on how they are really going to go about continuously speaking out about this because, you know, coming out and saying, all right, you know, this is a terrible thing. You know, I, my condolences to obviously to all the victims of, um, racial injustice around not only in the United States, but all around the world. Um, and then making a donation, you know, that's, it can't stop there. It needs to go further beyond that. So, you know, like, unfortunately, like with all the plans with resume to play, we have to sit and watch, sit and wait to see how that, how that turns out. It has, you know, we're, we're playing the same waiting game with this. So yeah, uh, it's going to be a very interesting couple of weeks and months with the playoffs and how, the league and the players will go about uh, speaking and expanding on their discussion about racial injustice. So now just to wrap it up. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, the one question that's looming over this league right now, obviously with the resume, resume to play is host cities. You know, like I said earlier in the show and I said on the past couple episodes when we really saw the steam starting to pick up and the momentum starting to pick up in terms of them really coming back with a concrete plan. That's the one thing that I, you know, I'm very interested to see how they go about it, uh, especially for the Stanley Cup finals, because, of course, you know, even if the two conferences are playing in two different teams, you can't expect a situation in which, regardless of how good things are and, you know, the numbers and the virus, the virus cases is down, um, I can't expect the league to even take a chance of having these players, you know, travel back and forth between cities. I would expect them uh, to for the Stanley Cup Finals to maybe have it in just one city and then just flip flop uh, the home and away teams. So yeah, we're just gonna have to sit and wait. Hopefully, uh, by the next time uh, another episode of Locked On Lightning comes on, we'll have a more concrete answer. On that that topic, who knows? We'll see. The we all know the league kind of likes to move slow and not rush into announcing certain uh, decisions. So yeah, that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.